The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Well, hello and welcome back to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. I'm sitting with a smile plastered on my face because Karen and I have determined that that is what's necessary to keep a positive attitude. That is true. As a smile. Yes. Right? What do they say? Let a smile be your umbrella? I don't know. I'm not sure. Which would be appropriate today. Since we have had a little bit of rain. A little bit of rain. So I'm praying that the internet does not go out and we have a replay. So if you ever want to listen to a good show, listen, go back into the archives on the Voice America or on my website, realrealestatetoday.com, and go back to the very first show. You'll notice that it's noticeably shorter than the rest of the shows because the inter- we, don't, we uh, record this over the internet. And our broadcast over the internet, and it, uh, the internet went down in my office for that first show, and we started about 15 it was minutes just a late. Test, it was just to test us to see if we could, you know, work under extreme situations. Get, yeah, it couldn't get any worse than that, but it's a good uh, episode to go back and listen to, and Karen was in another room, and it was like talking to someone, a reporter in the Middle East, where you had satellite delay, and it was just craziness so i probably shouldn't be like pushing that episode but you know hey they're all there yes all the episodes really really good i know well our goal here today is to help you navigate your way through the confusing uh landscape of real estate and it doesn't have to be confusing but it is because it's something that people don't do very often um our goal is to clear up misconceptions and make sure you're on the right path and we are really going to hone in on that today if I can make it through this show, I've already warned everyone that my blood pressure keeps rising as I do the prep for this show, um, and that perhaps we might need to have 911 on speed dial because I had to walk away several times during show prep and go watch cat videos on Facebook, like cats and cucumbers and things like that. You're going to maybe upset your mother and mom if you're listening. Oh, she's fine. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. right. Yes, I'm sitting right in front of her. Thank she's you. Fine. Yes, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, my face isn't turning red. I'm just kind of being sarcastic. But today we are talking about things that uh, if it seems too good to be true, it is. So some of them are scams. Some of them are just misconceptions. And I don't mean to paint anyone as being ignorant at all. I say this with a smile on my face. That's why I don't want this show to go to a negative place. Um, It's just misconceptions that people don't really understand or don't think it through. They don't live and breathe it like Karen and I do. And so, um, you know, they come to us all the time and say, well, I heard I could do this. And they don't fully understand. And sometimes if they try to move forward down that road without fully understanding, they get themselves in what we like to call a pickle. Um, So the basic gist of it is you don't get something for nothing. 
at least you shouldn't, I guess. I'm going to get all like so boxy here. I, I kept like, as I was doing show prep, I kept like writing things and I was like, oh God, you need to just calm down a little bit and just like not get all high horse. But I'm a little traditional, I guess I would say that. I am a little bit conservative, and I do believe that, you know, hard work and perseverance is the way to, to get things done. So uh, about a month ago, no, a couple months ago, I was tagged on Twitter by someone who was asking a question about using GoFundMe or crowdsourcing as a way to get your down payment for a house. Now, I have no idea what, how that would even work in the lender world, but they were asking me my opinion of that concept. And my response back was, I appreciate, I always appreciate outside the box thinking and creative thinking, I'm totally down with that. But I also really appreciate hard work and sacrifice to achieve your goals. And so that's why I say I'm kind of traditional when it comes to that. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think my initial response would have been if you're having to ask the world to help with your three and a half percent down or whatever down payment is maybe you're not ready to buy a house Mm -hmm. but there you go so you know real estate is complicated in any walk of life anything if someone tells you that something's too good to be true don't we all want to believe it i mean i think that's just human nature right santa pretty good we would like to believe that right or the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow yes that's pretty good um what about oh they're like you can like take one pill and you lose 100 pounds in a week Oh, yeah. We all want to believe that, yes. right? Or like Kylie Jenner's lips. Oh, the natural lips? The fake ones. Because <laughs> they're too good to be true. Absolutely. She draws those on. Anyways, so we want to believe those things. Today, I'm going to rain on your parade. I'm going to dra- dash your hopes and, and crush your dreams. And, and I, I apologize for that. But I have to, I feel like compelled uh, after several things that have happened this past week. Uh, but first, let me introduce the voice on the other side of the microphone here is Karen Rastel. She's the best damn lender in the state of Indiana. She is waving at everyone. I'm doing my pageant wave. Pageant it's kind of wave. Cut, yes. Cut and, right. Yeah. So she's going to help give us a bit of a lender perspective and just a bit of a, uh, a human perspective on things. She's going to kick me under the table if I start to get too negative so I appreciate you doing that uh, also in studio is Rachel uh, associate producer for was it face of an angel mouth of a sailor so she's not allowed on the microphone but she will be posting on Facebook lots and lots of links uh, I, I gave you a lot of links today I did good usually when I'm doing show prep I try to like send her links of things and I, I, I send her a lot so she should be happy at least so how was your past week not counting this morning and today Work-wise, just in general, hectic, stressful. Yeah. It was a weird week last week because a lot of people took vacation. Yeah. Because of the 4th of July being on Monday. Yeah, yeah it was a short week, but like one of the longest yeah. four days of yeah. the work Because I think week those of possible. us left behind to do the work had to do the work of like three times as many people because everybody's out of town. Well, I had an interesting mishap this week, which obviously made me think of you, and that was my little plumbing disaster. Oh, gosh, that's yeah. right. That was just last week. It was just last week. I think it was Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, maybe? Thursday. See, it seems like forever ago. But And I was working from home, and I heard this loud pop, and all of a sudden I just heard, shh, and I'm like, what the heck? Well, this is not the first time this had happened, so I pretty much knew what it was. And the plumbing under the upstairs bathroom vanity sink, the hot water pipe, supply pipe had popped open. And it was pouring and it was raining down from my second floor to my first floor to my basement all the way down. I had just got out of the shower. So I was like, had a towel on and I was just like running up and down like three floors of stairs, grabbing every towel possible, trying to turn the water off, turn the water main off. Because it's, it's spitting out hot water. Unbelievable. I'm like pouring sweat because it's like hot. It was crazy. And you know, your first thought 
It's because you walked home, went home to the same thing last October. Yes. Except yours have been running for longer than 60 seconds. Yes. I can't. For four hours. Four hours. I can't even imagine. But I didn't even think to even consider if the water was hot or cold. My first reaction was to turn the water valve off. Yeah, which I did too, but I reached but. right in there. Mine was hot water. Ooh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> so that was making me think about, so our first thought was, what if we hadn't been home? Oh my gosh, the the destruction that would have happened, similar to what had happened at your house. Mm-hmm. I live in a hundred year old farmhouse, and I just kept looking at all my woodwork and <laughs> that it's in a hundred years hasn't been painted, and just thinking, oh my gosh, they're never going to be able to replace that if they had to replace it. So it made me think of. So this is kind of off the topic, but a little bit on the topic. I mean, I always you know talk about things that have to do with houses, even if it's not specifically buying and selling a house. Um, but uh, I this was a blurb that I had written a couple years ago for a newsletter that I did. I thought, gosh, this is so appropriate. We need to bring this up because we started doing research on, should we just turn the water off when we, like if we leave, if we go out of town? And, you know, what are some things that you should do when you do go out of town? And because so many people were out of town last week, I thought, oh, I'm going to talk about this article a little bit. So I have another funny story that's actually funnier than my plumbing drama because that really wasn't all that funny. I mean, it got resolved, but I have giant stains on the ceilings of my hallway, but whatever. So here's another story about going out of town and protecting yourself while you're out of town. So I go on a lot of cruises, you know that. So if anybody has any questions about cruises, I'd be happy to answer them. There's nothing more. Second only to real estate is my love for cruising uh, and talking to people about going on cruises. And so sometimes when I go on a cruise, I connect with groups. There's like Facebook groups and message boards and things. And you connect with people that are on your cruise. You kind of make friends before you go. I don't typically do that because I'm pretty antisocial. But every once in a while, I do because sometimes people have, you know, cool excursions they need a couple more people or whatever so I went on this cruise and, and they started a Facebook page and I was just sort of following it you know it's popping up on my newsfeed or whatever I didn't actually when I was on the cruise didn't actually meet any of those people I, I could identify them because they all wore these matching beads and I would just like turn the other way and be like I don't know who you are but um when we got home somebody from the well let me back up before the cruise they're all on Facebook. Okay, everybody tell us, what do you do? Tell us about your family. Tell us where you're from. And so everybody's sharing all this information. And to join the Facebook group, you just requested, and they let you in. So no. you don't even have to be going on well, a scheduled cruise. I mean, I guess you're supposed to, but they didn't ask for verification. Well, now I know where you're going with this. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, but it's even worse than you could imagine, right? So, the, and then they were got to the point where they were even posting, like, I've left for the airport now. I've taken the dogs, my guard dogs. I've taken the dogs to the kennel. I'm staying at this hotel in Miami. I mean, it was so much detail. I was like, oh, my gosh. So after the cruise pops up in my news feed, this lady's house got broken into during the cruise she came home and had been they stole this urn that contained the ashes of her father they stole her dad oh my yeah can you imagine so yeah so anyways so when when you're gone on vacation a don't post it number on number one rule <laughs> and everybody does it and i say it till i'm blue in the face but don't post it on Facebook. Relive the vacation a week after. Right. That's how you protect your home. Don't post it on Facebook. So that was one of the things um, on, on our list of, of uh, suggestions. One was turn the water off. Turn the water off to your house just to make sure that you minimize 
any damage that you might have. I think we will start doing that, especially after. I kind of want to turn the water off every time I leave the house at this point because it's the second time it's happened and I'm like, it's no longer a fluke. There's a problem there. Um, some other suggestions if you're, even if you're just leaving for the weekend, notify some trustworthy neighbors to keep an eye on your home, stop the mail and deliveries, um, consider purchasing timers for your indoor and outdoor lights. These are all things that we know and we've heard of, right? Remove your spare key because we all know how to find the plastic rock where you're hiding the spare key for sure um we don't have a spare key i think we're the only person that i know of that doesn't put one outside tony's definitely against it there's yeah like you said too many people know like where to look that yeah. the planter or the fake rock or whatever well, you know a friend of mine did and i was like that's brilliant and i should have thought of it myself because i'm a realtor but they put a lockbox like a combination lockbox. You can go to any hardware store and buy a combination lockbox and put it somewhere outside. And that's their spare key because they had teenagers and they were always getting locked out of the house. Um, but I thought this one was really interesting too. A suggestion that you should leave your window treatments as normal. The tendency is to close your blinds and curtains. But if you close your blinds and curtains, A, no one can see what's going on inside your house. Hmm. Right? So... Mine are usually always closed anyway. Okay. Well, you're supposed to leave them however you typically leave them, but there is a suggestion to leave them open so that, you know, if they're open and then your neighbors see them closed and you have a trustworthy neighbor keeping an eye on your house, sure, it can raise a flag. Yeah. Um, but mostly don't post Facebook so that your dad doesn't get stolen because that's really sad. Um, all right, so that was a complete tangent, but it feels good. So we're going to do that. Turn your water off. That was scary, scary, scary. Um, Carrie, have you ever run into something that was too true? Oh, no, never. Never? Never. I think we all have, right? Do you wonder who you should ask or who you trust to ask? In real estate, did you know that you can ask me? I think I did know you know that, right? <laughs> But in general, do people know that? I don't know. I don't know. All you got to do, if you run into a real estate question or that you think is too good to be true, and I'm going to say probably mortgage too. Karen can probably help you a little bit with that. All you have to do is log on to my website, realrealestatetoday.com. I almost forgot what it was there for a second. Realrealestatetoday.com. Click on start here and you can pose your question and I'll do my best to answer it. And if I know I have the answer, I can at least tell you the questions that you need to be asking and teach you how to dig deeper to make sure that you're protected. So that's realrealestatetoday.com. Just log on um, as you're listening to the show and thinking, I've run into something and I don't know, maybe it's too good to be sure. How can I check that out? I can help with that. We are going to go to break, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. You count. 
Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement, meet guests who are shaking things up, call in, and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. Thanks for sticking around. We are talking today about the uh, maxim in life that generally, if it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Let me repeat that. If it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Now, let me make Karen say it. Say it. It. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) If it's too good to be true, then it's too good to be true. Okay. Rachel, you can't hear it, but she's saying it. (laughs) Okay, good. There are good deals. There are rarely phenomenal deals out there. And there aren't secrets. You know, an infomercial is not going to make you rich. Hard work, sacrifice, smart uh, smart and logical reasoning, these are the things. And a little luck and a little perseverance. I actually found this. Rachel was telling me that there's a gentleman named Seth Godin. Have you heard of him? No, I have not. Okay, well, we all need to listen to his podcast, I think, because apparently he's trendy. He's like the in thing. I would be the last one to know about that. Um, but he had he's a focuses a lot on entrepreneurs and helping people um, you know develop the kind of their dreams and that sort of thing. And he said there are four ways to make a million dollars. That sounds pretty easy, right? In a lifetime, in a meet, in, in a general. week, yeah, Just okay, in, general. in a week. Four ways to make a million dollars. Okay, uh, luck, patient effort, skill, and risk. Okay, he said five if you count inheritance. Yeah, well, let's not count. Let's, okay. We can't count that. That's it. Those are the only ways to make a million dollars. There's not, you know, it's too good to be true. That's my point. You got my point? Yep. All right, let's start talking. Um, here, And this is sort of one of the things that started uh, the topic of this show. I, like I talked about last week, and I was talking with Iris, the love of my life, and he said, you know, I, I said, I don't know what to talk about on this week's show. And he's like, you just think about what happened to you over the course of the week, and something will pop up, Is that's the topic. So this is one of the things that was the impetus for this show. Um, I had a client contact me. He's trying to sell his house in another town. Um, so I'm not helping him with that side of things. And he wanted to know if the buyer of his home pays in cash instead of gets a mortgage to purchase his home. Would his mortgage holder take less than the payoff because his buyer's bringing cash? 
I was super confused. I'm sure everyone out there listening was super confused too. So basically what he was saying was if he owes $180,000 on this house, but the person buying the house paid in cash, could he negotiate with this lender to accept like $150,000 instead of $180,000? How did you respond to him? I said, money is money. (laughs) I would have said... You, they might, they may take less. That would be considered a short sale, right? And we're going to talk about that. I think probably next week with short sales. I was like, I don't know how you could do that and not have it impact your credit. The thing was, he has you know money in the bank. He has retirement. He has other assets. So why think about it logically? Why would a lender say, eh, all right, I'll lose thirty thousand dollars? That's not what they're in the business to do. Mm-hmm. Am I starting to sound negative? See, this no, is where I was afraid of. But that's where go. you know you could redirect him back to his original promissory note that said you're obligated right. to pay. Right. So, oh. anyways, my answer was money is money. Whether your buyer pays in cold hard cash or gets a mortgage of his own, the money that goes from the closing to the seller's mortgage holder to pay off that mortgage is certified funds, certified cold hard U.S. funds doesn't matter if it originated in cash or originated in a mortgage. So, um, you know, I think the thing is that people, and I know I felt like this for a long time too, mortgage is just like magic, make-believe money, you know? Like a credit card. Like it's really, you know. That's how it feels like to people. And I think people don't realize that when you buy a house, your lender sends, you know, $120,000 or $200,000, they send your mortgage amount of money gets sent to the title company. I mean, there's cash that's actually moving, yes. you know, it's not just pieces of paper, which is what it feels like to all of us, because that's all we're doing is signing pieces of paper. So it is certainly hard to kind of wrap your hands around all of that, um, that it is real money. And anyways, all right. So that was what started this show. But then, I know I'm looking at you like I don't know it's not hard to wrap around in my mind because because you live in the mortgage world well because if I know I don't have 200000 to purchase the house and I'm going to get it from this lender but I get to pay the lender back over the next 30 years I common sense says oh that poor lender's out $200,000 right right now and won't get it all back for 30 more years right I but know. I think most people are just like it's paper kind of like writing checks sometimes I look at a check and I think about it too hard (laughs) and I go it's just a piece of paper what is this you know anyways okay so one of the big things we see a lot is the price is low on a house as an example I always use this example when I teach my home buyer class several years ago there was this really pretty house the pictures were okay uh kind of looked like a log cabin that should be in Colorado or something but it was on a pond so it was like the setting was really gorgeous it was priced probably half of what it should be priced at uh, in our market and I probably had 10 12 15 people call me over the course of a couple months about this listing and I actually never went out there because I would say, go out and take a look. Just walk around. It's vacant. That's fine. Not that I'm lazy, but because I knew. Because the first person went ahead and did that without me saying, hey, go walk around this property. And they came back and they said, you know that pond that's real pretty that's like in front of the house? I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, it's in the living room right now. And it appears that it has been there for quite some time and that it's not going anywhere. And then they were talking about, you know, some other issues with the house and the construction. And there were decks outside that were, you know, definitely falling down and that kind of thing. 
But so nobody would believe me. Every time I, you know, someone would call me about it and I'd say, you know, the house has a lot of issues. I know, but it's a really good deal. And, you know, that kind of thing. Go out and take a look. And then they would see for themselves. Because I think with a lot of people, you have to see for yourself that it really is too good to be true. So if a house is priced really cheap, you really need to take... uh, take a close look at that you know it could be that there's uh, there was another one over here um, I'm pointing out the window like you can see where I'm pointing to it's just right over here this house is right over here that was a great deal phenomenal deal it was so riddled with, with mold because it had been abandoned and vacant and I don't you know it just needed massive massive cleanup um, but you know it, you want to believe that it's oh the pictures are fine right you can't tell the cat smell or whatever. Um, there's a video, I think. Did you get that video to put on Facebook? I think I sent it to you of a family who bought a house for like $35,000. I think it was an ABC News blurb, like a two-minute news blurb. I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, and they moved in and uh, were fixing it up because it was a really great deal. And then, okay, and they started getting sick and that sort of thing. And it turned out there was meth in the walls. Oh. No, so, I haven't. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. So, and we've seen that. I mean, that has happened quite a bit too. And they just didn't think to, you know, okay, it's a $35,000 house that probably should be priced closer to a hundred. What's going on with it? Take the time to do the extra in- inspections and that kind of thing. They just weren't suspicious enough because you kind of get high on that deal. I'm serious. No pun intended. I'm serious. Oh, I did say I didn't mean that, did I? Whoops. Okay. You know what I mean. Not high on the meth, high on the deal. Well, that's like a borrower that I had that bought a house here locally through an online auction site. Mm. It He got it for about a third of what the true value is. Mm-hmm. And um, and there were some issues wrong with it. It took a while to get it closed. That kind of situation, you know, the auctioneer or whoever said, oh, it's fine. Everything's working in working order. And mm-hmm. it wasn't right. that type of thing. But now he's in a sweet position because all those things did get fixed miraculously. I don't know who fixed it, but everything got fixed before closing. And now his mortgage is, what, 80-some thousand? Mm-hmm. And the house is valued for over two-something. You're not helping me state my case. I know. But it's still, like, too good to be true. Like, just because the pictures on this auction site, because you could not go and, v- and yeah. view the house. Right. Right. Sure. Um, So here's a question that I pose to a lot of my buyers. Is it better to buy a low priced house that may surprise you with a $20,000 repair? Or is it better to spend $20,000 more on a house and have a monthly payment that's maybe a hundred bucks a month higher, but you've got a better quality house with fewer potential problems, a house that's in better condition? So what's more palatable and what's more doable? I don't necessarily have the answer for you. Um, most of my clients, especially my first-time home buyers, eventually kind of say, you know, maybe a little bit higher price house. You know, it's easier for us to come up with a little bit higher monthly payment than to say all of a sudden we need a $20,000 repair. Exactly. Um, but for investors, you know, I will say I have myself bought, I was trying to count it out, but I've probably bought 10 foreclosures, uh, bank-owned properties, distressed properties in my uh, lifetime. Um, and I, I've gotten hit. You know, we had one we bought. It was a pretty darn good deal. We thought we could pay 20 grand for the house or something, but um, did a lot of work to it, got it kind of fixed up, moved a family in, and a week later, septic's bad. We didn't really have any way of knowing that until we actually moved people in who were using the system on a regular basis. And, you know, that's a $15,000 repair easily. Um, so, you know, a lot, that probably would have been, 
the end for a lot of people. Sure. What are you going to do? You just walk away, you know. So, um, but for investors, it may be a different story, and they might be willing to take that twenty thousand dollar, you know, potential risk for the lower price house. But for a first time home buyer, you know, it's just like any other investment. Do you, are you high risk or low risk? You know, what's your tolerance kind of thing. So. Those are some things to think about. We've got some other uh, things we're going to talk about in the next segment about realtors and some too-good-to-be-true things, and I'm going to try and be diplomatic about it because there's certainly different ways that realtors can market themselves. Um, Sometimes they market themselves with methods that are a little too-good-to-be-true. So we're going to go ahead and take a break now so that I don't have to stop in the middle of all of that, and we will be back in just a few minutes. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back once again to Real Real Estate Today. We are talking about Too Good to Be True. Over the break, we were actually talking about Pokemon, which I said I'm from Indiana, so I say Pokemon, but apparently that's incorrect. I've been corrected. And all this new, there's some new rage. And so we're going to do our research so that we don't sound like idiots, and we'll talk about it next week and how Pokemon, it's Pokemon Go, right? Is that kind of what it's yes. called? Okay, yes. see? 
Look how savvy I am. Pokemon Go and how it relates to real estate. So there's a little teaser for next week's show. Uh, we'll uh, try and figure it out. I don't know. There's an app I think I need to download or something. But this week we're talking about if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I'm raining on your parade. Um, so we're going to talk about some realtors and ways that sometimes things can be too good to be true. Have you ever, Karen, have you ever had anyone call you, a realtor call you and say, I've got a buyer for your house? No. In some markets that happens. And well, I, They call the lender? And, no. Or, sorry. You as a person, as not a as person. a lender. As a homeowner. No. I think that would be weird. Right. But. And, but it's happened. Because I've got clients this year. There's certain neighborhoods that are kind of hot. And so realtors will just start to call. And they'll say, I have a buyer for your house. And sometimes they'll say things like, I have a buyer for your house. And they give you, they're willing to pay X number of dollars. And it's maybe double what you paid for it a few years ago. You think that's too good to be true? Probably. It probably is. I'm sorry, but oh my gosh, it probably is. It's a marketing technique. I'm not going to say it's a great one. It's probably one of the ones that gives realtors a bad name. And I'm not going to say that that many realtors do it, but you will see them. You certainly will see them. So here's what uh, what happens. There's an uh, I pulled an article uh, from a newspaper that someone had written in to a, a guy and, you know, was asking questions about real estate. And they said, we were recently called by a real estate agent claiming to have a buyer for our home that would pay us $450,000 if we would sell. Is the market so hot right now that we could almost double what we paid for it a few years ago? And his response was that agents and investors are making calls and so, or sending out postcards, which we see a lot, and flyers to property owners in popular neighborhoods promising huge prices, sight unseen, to get that homeowner to then meet with them to discuss the possibility of selling. Um, an owner starts imagining what they could do with an extra $100,000 or so in their pocket and agrees to an appointment. Um, so then typically what happens is that the realtor will come in, go through the house, um, and say, sorry, it looks like your home isn't worth what I thought it was but I do have other buyers willing to pay you less would you still like to sell and at that point the seller's probably already been on Zillow, Trulia, whatever looking at homes and thinking about moving and they've kind of gotten used to that idea and it's a good way to pick up listings you know I've lost listings before because the agent will simply say oh I think I have a buyer for your house and they don't that would drive me crazy I do get those postcards where I live yeah yeah. Yeah. You know, and part, what, what, what bothers me about this, too, is that you can't just, as a realtor, you have to go inside the home. How can, I never feel comfortable saying this is what your house is worth until I've walked through it. Because I've been in I mean, even if you're located in the hottest neighborhood in town, doesn't mean that the interior... Right. If your ceiling's is, falling in... Exactly. That's or what, your floors are completely scratched up or whatever, it's going to impact that. So my, my advice to you on this is if you find yourself going down this path, if someone contacts you and says, you know, hey, I've got a buyer, just make sure you get a second opinion uh, on the value uh, before you sign on to anything. Talk to, and we've talked about this a million times, but interview realtors, talk to a few. Um, don't just, you know, go with the first one because that's just the wise thing to do. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. All right, let's see. Let me check my notes. Yep, okay, got everything on that. I have a really good one, too, that I I can't wait to talk to you about, Karen. But I'm going to do one more, uh, and then we're going to get to the one I'm excited to talk to you about. Um, Because I think I know something about mortgages that you may not know yet. What about 
this one. Have you seen this? That the realtor advertises, if your house doesn't sell, I will buy it. I think I have seen that. Yeah. Is that too good to be true? I don't know. Is this a realtor that has, you know, just deep pockets that can just come buy my house? Right. Well, it's a maybe. I'm going to chalk that up to a maybe. Um, and I had never really, to be honest, I've been in real estate for 10 years. You know, I've probably sold close to 700 homes, but this is never anything I've truly examined or looked into or researched. So it was interesting for me to do a little bit of research on how this works because uh, there's. A, I was reading an article and there's a gentleman out of uh, Albany, New York, that does this, offers this program. Um, he says only about 10% of the homes that he lists enroll in the program it's a program that you have to really sign up to because there's there's two sides to it it's not just like well hey if your house doesn't sell then i'll go ahead and buy it no you're you're as the seller you're committing to some things too but they don't put that in the advertising okay so what they're committing or what they're saying is that every agent every agent's program is probably different who offers these guaranteed buybacks but typically the seller has to agree to buy a home warranty has to agree to get a pre-listing inspection, has to agree to address any inspection issues up front, has to agree to professionally have the home staged. They have to put money into this. And chances are your house is going to sell if you do those things. Right. 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 And you are negotiating that purchase price with that listing agent that what they would buy it from for Mm-hmm. You have to negotiate that up front as well. So you really haven't even had time to test out the market and see what your house is really worth. So what they do is they say, okay, if your house doesn't sell in 120 days, I will buy it to you for X number of dollars. But like this guy, this is the example he gave. He There was a house that was listed with a couple other realtors and it didn't sell. Um, so he enrolled it. He took the listing, enrolled it in this program. So then this buyer did all of these things that they should have done with the inspections and the staging and all that good stuff. He ended up selling it for $147,000. His agreement, had he not sold it in those 120 days, would be to sell it for $115,000. Sell it to that To, to that the realtor. For oh which is great for the realtor, right? I'm all for, you know, deals. But, so, is that the golden, you know, is that the golden egg? Is that going to... You're I don't selling know. for a huge it would be discount. one of those things where you need to, like you said, test the market. And then if that doesn't go like a, as a normal listing should go, then maybe talk to one of these companies that would offer to do that. Like if you are that desperate to sell your home. Or if you're desperate to sell your home, you just lower the price to that much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if this house had been on the market for $150,000 and it didn't sell, you know, just you can go to your realtor and lower the price to one hundred fifteen dollars and sell it. <laughs> If, I mean, if that's what's going to get it sold. I'm not saying these people, I'm not at all saying these realtors are bad people or whatever. That's just their business model. And what I want to encourage people to do is to ask the questions. Don't just hear the ad on the radio and say, oh my gosh, if my house doesn't sell, he'll buy it. Easy, sweet. Because you're not going to get market value for it because why would they, um, you know, it's not a free lunch it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. There you go. Uh, there was the article, and I think um, Rachel will probably post this. It's actually from Angie's List. Uh, and there was some good feedback from other realtors about that. But, you know, one of them mentions uh, this uh, Jamie Everett from Palm Harbor, Florida, that her job is to get the highest price for a home. And so you've got a little bit of a conflict there when you're, you're saying, I'm going to sell your house for the highest price, but... I'm going to buy it at the end of the day. 
You know, I mean, if you know that you have the ability to, to buy a house at a really good deal and then turn around and flip it or whatever, are you really? I don't know. I see with my yeah. compliance background, I would be, I would be questioning. It seems like there's, a, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The guy who is doing it in this article um, it, out of New York, he likens the transaction into trading in a used car. The car dealers aren't buying your car at retail, retail price. They're buying it at a wholesale price. So that's what that's the best way to think about it is that if you do have to sell it, you sell it at wholesale. Now the question that isn't answered in this article, I was talking with a colleague earlier today because we were talking about this because I was like I never really thought about how it worked. The question is, are you as the seller locked into a contract? You have your obligations to get the home staged and to do the inspections and all that stuff. But do you sign a contract that says, without question, if this house does not sell in 120 days, I will sell it to you for? A wholesale discounted price. I would think so if the if the other uh, if the listing agent's pretty savvy and Which wants is kind to of get you get you locked in or enrolled into that program. I would it, think that he right. or she would make you sign something. Isn't that kind of scary though? Well, yes, it is. But you're kind of <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well there you go. Um, so and and then somebody else had warned too. And this is one of the things. Remember, I said you can go to my website if you have questions about. You know, something that seems too good to be true, and I help you think through it. Um, here was a suggestion. Someone said, how are they? How is that realtor going to pay for it? Because they could say, I'll pay you $200,000, a dollar a year, and then a lump sum 30 years later. You know, so you need to ask those questions, too. Can that realtor get financed? Or do they have cash? And these are all things that you need to look into before you agree. And then the best, probably thing to do if you're looking at a program like that is to ask for references of other people who've gone through the program um, and make sure that you feel comfortable with that and that that's legit. I thought that was really interesting. I think that's one of the things we hear. I hear the ads all the time. I know we have some local people who do it. Um, You know, how does, but they don't ever explain how it works. I don't necessarily see the fine print. So that is your educational moment on that too good to be true. Um, let's see. Let's talk about this. Really interesting. Do we want to talk about realtors a little bit more? All right. We're going to talk about this one shortly or for a short period of time because this is the one that's going to make my blood boil. Have you ever heard of rebate realtors? No. Sounds like what you just talked about. <laughs> well, it's kind of a, a, a different take on that. It's a realtor who says they will rebate a portion of their commission. Are you guys you. allowed to do that? Some states are allowed to, some are not. Okay. Some states are allowed to have the realtor write you a check. Most do not. And that's one thing, too good to be true. You typically don't get money back in your pocket. Um, you typically get money that goes towards your closing costs or something like that. You have to check with your lender to make sure your lender allows it. There are certain disclosures that have to be signed. But what's interesting is that... I pulled up a website of a realtor not in my area uh, who talks about how this whole rebate works. It basically says if we represent you and you're buying a house, we'll give you a portion of the commission. Um, but they have a very complicated, it's super complicated. That's a flow chart. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some other charts too that like how many homes we show you. And the more homes we show you, the lower the rebate goes. So you're basically limited as to the number of homes that you're shown, which is sort of my issue number one, because I just feel like I should never limit my clients and say you can only show X number well, of houses. Well, under the gun to like pick, pick and find a house right yeah. away. Or what this realtor, rebate realtor, recommends that you do, which is to lie. 
To whom? To, to, to the, the listing agent. Okay. So what they say, actually what they first tell you to do, because the whole goal is that the, the realtor is trying to do the least amount of work. I know, Karen's sitting there with her head in her hands. This is why my blood pressure goes skyrocketing high. We should probably go to break right now before I get into this. We'll come back and finish up with this, and we're going to talk about a new loan program that uh, seems too good to be true as well and get Karen's take on that before we wrap up. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back talking about if it's too good to be true, it probably is. We're dashing your hopes and squelching your dreams. That's why I woke up this morning. So we were in the middle of talking about some real rebate realtors, uh, the concept of providing a rebate. Uh, it's a marketing tool that some realtors use that they say, hey, we'll give you a rebate on some of the commission that I earn. Um, and basically the gist is the fewer homes you show, the more that they will share with you. Um, and so then that begs the question, can you pick the home you want with only looking at one or two? This realtor, uh, who is nameless, um, but I pulled this straight off of their website, and they go into great to- detail explaining how this whole rebate process works and how you as the buyer need to uh, work within it. Their recommendation, because they don't want to go show houses, um, their recommendation is to, where is it now? 
I have to read it straight from the website because it's like insanity. Um, okay. Oh, gosh, I can't find it now. Um, they tell you to go knock on the door of the house that you're interested in. That's the representation is to tell me as a potential buyer to go yeah. knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that if you want to see a house, you need to go knock on the door. Swear that's what it says. Here it is. It says, remember, the listing agent represents the seller, not you. So this is, don't call the listing agent. Okay. The listing agent represents the seller, not you. Therefore, it would be rare the listing agent were to let you into view a home. Therefore, they say therefore twice, the easiest thing to do is simply stop by the home and ring the doorbell and ask to come in. No, that's weird. I see, it's right here. I see it. Yeah, you see it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. see this. Out-of-state lender, too. Yeah. That's weird. Or so. Not out-of-state lender. Out-of-state. Probably not going to buy a house because you're probably going to get shot. Just saying. Now, if that doesn't work, their other uh, suggestion is to contact the listing agent and tell them, I have an agent, but they're out of town. Can you show me the property? Well, that's not truthful. Bingo. But it says right here. Okay. I have to put this away now because I'm going to lose my mind. Ask questions. Yeah, that's too good to be true. Too good to be true. Ah, don't lie. If you were a seller and you found out that the buyer was like lying to you or to your agent or was making you feel like knocking on your door at dinner time, wanting to come in and see your house. That wouldn't make me, that would, well, first of all, if I was that homeowner, that would not make me want to work with this potential Mm -hmm. buyer. Yep. There you go. All right, interesting tidbit, but that's how that works. All right, next on our list of too good to be true is a new kind of loan program. Oh, do tell. Do Do tell, tell. do tell. I thought this was, (laughs) I stumbled upon this and I thought this is really interesting. Could a mortgage for debt-ridden millennials be too good to be true? Uh, This is a Realtor.com article, so you know it's legit. It's opposed to Zillow. Um, the, okay, so I'm just going to read from the article here. The Everest high price of most college educations and the impact of massive student debt on an entire generation of would-be home buyers has become one of the defining issues of this crazy presidential election year. So it shouldn't come as a shock that a lending company has rushed into the void to capitalize on the unease and frustration of loan-burdened millennials desperate to muster up a down payment on a home or qualify for a mortgage. And I know you and I have seen this. We have certainly seen that the student loan debt has impacted people's ability to buy homes. This company is called the uh, the Berkey Loan, B-U-R-K-E-Y Loan, developed by financial company Berkey Capital, is expected to hit the market this fall with a seductive and unique sales pitch to help college grads become homeowners by rolling their student debt into a 30-year fixed mortgage. Along, okay, along with the purchase of a property? Yes. The groundbreaking new loan is raising eyebrows in the mortgage community due to its revolutionary nature, as well as the skimpy information that's available so far about the mortgage or its sponsor company. I'm sorry, I wouldn't even say it's revolutionary. I think that the CFPB would be all over this. Well, I mean, I don't don't know how all that works with when you've got like a private capital company that's doing it. You're you're offering mortgage services. You're going to be, you're going to have your own uh, governing body, Mm -hmm. like doing your audits and stuff, but you're still going to be covered by the CFPB. But here, I'm sure you'll get to it. If I'm buying a $100,000 home, but I owe $200,000 in student loans, Berkey's going to give me a loan for $300,000. Yes. 
Yes. Wow. Here's how it's supposed to work. This is straight from the article. The target borrower, well, this is a little bit different. The target borrower will be the creme de la creme of the college graduates. Think doctors or lawyers instead of store managers. They'll be in the top 20% or so of earning households, have stellar credit, and have at least three to four years of work experience where they raked in at least $150,000 a year. They have like a one-page website where I think this information came from. They'll also need to work in fields such as medicine, where if they lost their jobs, they could easily find another. So this already excludes most cash-strapped college grads. Or the average person. I just just see fair lending violations. Initially, the program will be offered only for jumbo loans, which uh, start at $417,000. But eventually expect to help drop to help facilitate the purchase of properties in the mid-200s. Borrowers will be expected to chip in a 10% down payment when both the price of the home and the outstanding student debt have been added up. We want them to have skin in the game, Berkey says. Taking your catchphrase. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, I say that all the time. Uh, Translation, if a borrower with $100,000 in student loans wants to buy a $500,000 home, they'd be on the hook for 10% of $600,000, so that comes out to $60,000 down payment. Um, Then it says uh, they plan to fund the loans through institutional investors, yada, yada, yada. Okay, what's the catch? Is it too good to be true? Uh, Karen's like on the floor having heart palpitations. Um, Borrowers might not get the best deal on mortgage rates. They could range from about market rate to 1.4% higher, depending on various factors, including the amount of their down payments. Our rate includes the perceived risk we believe we're taking, Berkey says. Um, Mortgage insurance would neither be included nor required. But a loan of this type could prevent homeowners from selling, refinancing, or even securing home equity lines of credit. Not only that, but you're going to have a piece of collateral yes. that probably won't appraise for the amount with those student loans, like the total loan amount. Right, but I think they're saying they don't care. If it I know, but appraise. then that's going to get us right back to where we were in 2008. Amen, sister. They, uh, bu- <laughs> The buyers are going to, she's like fanning herself now. She's no, getting no, no, so hot hot. flash. That's crazy. <laughs> they're going to get stuck in the home because they're going to owe more on the house than it's worth because they're adding the student loans. Um Berkey says, this is the lender, says he expects borrowers will stay in the property for seven to eight years, during which time their homes will hopefully appreciate in value. There you go. Too good to be true. I mean, that's true. Is But it's, I guess, too good to be smart. Maybe that's the show. Should have been too good to be smart. You can do all these, a lot of these things you can do. Uh, but whether it's the right answer for you, that is the question. Are you okay, Karen? I don't know. I'm going to have to research that some more. Like, that is just, it is crazy to me, and yeah. that is my opinion. I'm going to take I'm going to give you the Thank article. You. Did you post that? Yeah. It's it's out there. to See, I'm not making this up. That's crazy. I didn't see any comments either. I was scrolling down to see if, you know, sometimes there's good comments at the end articles. You're like, whoo, um, but there were no comments on there. So there you go. Too good to be true. What do you do if you think something's too good to be true? Uh, you asked Deb about there it. There you go. <laughs> www.realrealestatetoday.com. Start here. Ask your question. I will do my best to answer it or at least help you think through it a little bit more. Um, we were going to talk a little bit more about uh, short sales and foreclosures and things like that. But uh, shockingly, we're out of time. So I think that's a great show topic for next week to talk a little bit about distress, distressed properties. There are some decent deals. Remember, there's good deals. 
probably not phenomenal deals. So we're going to talk about a little bit of the ins and outs of some of those distressed properties and how all of that works. I have a good story that just happened today about a foreclosed property that turns out we were supposed to close on it yesterday and it's not free and clear. It's got all kinds of judgments attached to it. So ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, I think that is all I have for this week. Karen, you got anything else? She's still reading that article. She can't no, get over it. No, I'm going to see what I can find out about this and maybe come back with the follow-up next week. Excellent. We will uh, tear it apart then. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, you can listen to all our archived past episodes, including that first one, <laughs> if you want to, uh, on my website and on the Voice America channel as well. You can download them on iTunes. So uh, listen in. We will be back next week with lots of more great information for you, keeping it real on real real estate today. This is Deb tomorrow, and we are your home for smart real estate. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.